Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I am talking to P.M. Carter, who I've only known as Carter ever. Do you, what is your first name, actually? P.M. P.M., that's it? <laughs> Everybody I know calls you Carter. Well, I, I didn't want to be so pretentious that I was just going to go by a one-word name. <laughs> you know, I'm not like Madonna or anything right, like that. Right, a share. Well, I mean, I could take the next step and go the Prince route and just come up with some sort of symbol. That'd be kind of cool, yeah, actually. Um, full disclosure, this is the second time I've interviewed you. First time you were in LA, and I should say right now we are in Koh Samui, Thailand, the island of Koh Samui, where you have lived for 12 years? 10 years. 10 years. And you were back in LA uh, earlier this year to uh, see family, and uh, we had about a one hour window to do an interview. I'd set everything up, it was awesome. All the mics, and we did it in the studio over TBS, over Extra. And uh, everything, I got it. And listening to it in the mixing board, it sounded amazing. And uh, sure enough, I hit the wrong input, and uh, it recorded off the crappy little laptop mic, and it sounded horrible. And so uh, I had to fly all the way to Thailand to do this again. So you're welcome. And I'm a jackass. It's great to see you again. You can speak. You know, oh, nobody, okay. nobody can hear you nod your head. <laughs> I suppose that would be a problem. <laughs> Wasn't this the silent uh, cast? Uh, yeah, this, this is to be a long interview if it's just me talking through this whole thing. Hey, I've been practicing my sign language just for, <laughs> just for this moment. I already ruined one interview with you. I don't want to... Oh, it's my turn now. Yeah, now you can ruin this one. Um, we are in your office. Oh, yes, it is, is damn good to see you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Carter. PM Carter. Um, we are in your office of uh, SamuiBeachWeddings.com. Well, well, yeah, if you're going to find, find me online, but if you try and put .com on the address out front, you probably won't find it. Uh, right. Okay, for the people who don't know you, and that's pretty much everyone who's listening, you uh, are a California native. I, well, yeah, as far as I remember. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the paper says. And uh, now you run uh, a business out here that does beach weddings. And you do everything. You marry people. You set it all up. People want to have a destination wedding. You're the guy to talk to. They get married on the beach and everything. Surprisingly, yes. Um, having stumbled into this, uh, this, <laughs> this, this turns out to be my, my new career for the last, uh, let's say, seven years now. Okay. Um, and, but originally, you were a, uh, a scuba dive instructor, which makes more sense this part of the world. Well, that's... That's what makes, yeah, that's what makes everybody come here. <laughs> right, right, and, right. Uh, and then once you discover here, you don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all total, you've been here 12 years? 10. 10. Why do I keep saying 12? Uh, you just like to round up. Yeah. <laughs> and I, just today, I met your uh, family. Yeah, I, yeah I, but, I didn't realize you didn't meet them last time you were here. Yeah, lovely uh, wife and two kids. And uh, they're a little Asian. For my uh, liking, so I'll be I'll be quite honest with you. I was a little shocked. Yeah, I, I imagine so. Since uh, my wife is Thai, <laughs> wife is um, Thai. yeah, I was I was going for that blonde hair, blue eyed look, but hard to um, find in these parts. I, you know, my Punnett squares didn't match up. <laughs> so, no, I kid. Of course, they're lovely, beautiful family you have, and uh, I got imagined uh, judging from the crowd walking around. There's probably a lot of uh, maybe half Caucasian, half uh, Thai kids in your school. Um, yeah, that's. It's pretty popular, I mean, especially on this island. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, yeah. There's quite a few um, expats from all over the world living here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their kids uh, have to go to some school. 
mm-hmm. and tend to mix in pretty well with the other uh, the other kids on the island. Um, and they're how old? Twelve, ten, and the kids you just met today. The kids you just met. I just met. I don't know. I'm very bad with ages. Yeah, let's go with five and six. Five and six. <laughs> so you, you tell I don't have kids. I have no idea how much, how tall they're supposed to be. <laughs> what they, that is just, how are they? Fifteen? Twenty-eight? Yeah. yeah I just, just, one's just about to get married. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was wearing a karate outfit. I don't know. Um, so oh, maybe it made her look older. You, you couldn't tell her age because yeah, because <laughs> the uh, yeah the black belt. That's what it was. <laughs> God, I was way off. Well, now we're in Thailand. Yeah, we just bought that the other day, the black belt. Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> it was in the store. Right. So she, uh, they teach them in uh, Thai or English? Uh, it's, it's Thai. Okay, so they yeah. mix a... They, Part of it, mix it in both, or what's well, standard in Thai schools? When, when you're um, when you live on the island, whoever your parents are, you basically have that as you know. If they're Swedish, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to speak Swedish right, a lot right, at right. home. Um, English is you know obviously the most common, but when but you, it's not mandated like in the schools where, like say Malaysia, where they have to they learn English and or Singapore or something like that. Or. Um, well, they do have a little bit of English, but it's definitely not the like right, the right, highest right. on the list. There's uh, international schools here. Mm-hmm. Um, but by by standards, you know, you don't come to move to Thailand to go into debt. So <laughs> yeah. you, that's that you do that back home. You go into so. moral debt, but you don't go into yeah. financial oh, oh, debt. That is a different story. <laughs> <laughs> One I'm not sure I should be sharing. Yeah, for people who don't know, the let's see, Koh Samui. How do we describe it? It's about an hour and a half flight from Bangkok. South, it's in the bay of the Sea of. Oh, oh, you're looking for help. South China Sea? <laughs> yeah, no, Gulf, we were, it's the Gulf of Thailand. Gulf of Thailand. Yeah. and That's that, too easy. And um, for anybody who recognizes um, Thailand for anything, you've probably heard of two things. You've heard of, you know, Phuket, which has had, you know, a terrible experience back in 04. The big tsunami. tsunami and stuff. Big, which and is on the other side of the peninsula. Completely the other side. There's a lot of land between here and there. Yeah. Um, we are in the Gulf side, and that is... Uh, Koh Samui is just one island south of Koh Phangan, who hosts the, well, world-renowned to many people, the full moon party. Full moon parties. So but somebody was asking me if I was going to go to these things. I think I'm past the age, right, of the full moon party, which is basically just a big party on the beach. Right? Yeah, if you like raves and you that's like parties on the beach. That's a truck, by the way, for people who don't know. <laughs> <We're, laughs> that's okay. Oh, sorry, I, I ate a little so, bit of something earlier. Yeah, yeah, boy, excuse you. So it's a, a big rave on the beach, basically. Basically, yeah. Um, and every bar has got their music going. Um, it, there's no question when you're first over here and you're you know young and traveling with your mates mm-hmm. and stuff. To that's definitely on the list. Yeah. Um, out of the ten years that I've lived here, and it does happen once a month, I've done five in the first three years or two years that I lived here. <laughs> and, and after that, I figured I'd been there and done that, and too many people for me. So no one's asked to get married at a uh, full moon party, have they? Uh, not asked, but there's very possible that they woke up, uh, you know, after some sort of <laughs> yeah. strange ritual on the beach. Um, I mean, a full moon party is one of those, uh, you know, events that it is not uncommon the next morning to have people being woken up because the tide is actually moving in and is now surrounding, you know, 80% of their body. <laughs> right. So hopefully people wake up at that point and realize that it's now time to get off the beach. Yeah. Um, and they're usually shoeless, uh, a lot of the times almost naked, if not naked, and wondering where the room key is, who they are, where they came 
what island they're on <laughs> and what happened the night before. So, well, you've talked me into it. Now yeah, i got to go. Exactly. I mean, this, <laughs> that was the poster for going. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, which brings me to, well, I was going to talk about this later, but that's kind of a good lead-in for the, the hangover, which uh, when a movie like that comes out, I mean, do the people in Thailand look at that and go, oh, no, this is another... You mean as opposed to the recent? Or oh, this movie, is the great. movie just just before that that was called Bangkok Dangerous. Yeah, that, that was a that was perfect. Yeah, that's just what we needed. Now Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> now what does that mean? Does that just poor English that they forgot like the is or what's that mean? I, I never saw it. Um, I, I, I yeah, I'm at a loss for words. Well, for that there's one. Bangkok and then there's the rest of Thailand too. I mean, it's not the same thing, but. Yeah, but you know when you, when you, you when something is named Bangkok, you yeah. know, it's it's like naming your kid dog shit. You're right, just right, gonna, right. or you're just messing them up for the rest of their life. Well, you, you're stereotyping them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even in I, it's been three years since I've been here the first time, and even then I can see I can see more construction and everything else like that. But Thailand does have that kind of a PR problem, you know. When people when I tell people back home, yeah, I'm going to go to Thailand. Oh, I bet you are. Yes, I'm going here to have sex with children. That's what. Thanks for assuming. That's why I'm. You know, but it does have that sex tourism stigma. When, well, it definitely. When still, does. there's that. Oh, I saw it in Vietnam. I saw it. In, you know, it's there in Cambodia. It's. it's but a, Thailand has this thing. Yeah, it's 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 a. Um, I don't know. They, if they can call it a third world, I mean, I can. I don't really consider Thailand much of a third world. No, me neither. Uh, it's 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 way beyond that. And it's comfortable for people to travel here. So when you still get a mixture of people who are coming from really poor areas that mm-hmm. don't have much of an education, and you've got tourism coming in, and the moral outlook differs a lot from what we grow up with. Yeah. So to them, it's those who are coming from these small villages and getting involved in this, they're not really doing it because they want to, but they're doing it because this is a, they look at it kind of as a job. Yeah. So the, and, and they've got a different view on you know what sex is, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of hard. When I first was here, I didn't understand certain things, but the more I've lived here, it's just very commonplace to to see this. Um, you know, it's encouraged for people to go to school and, and do all, you know, the normal Western kind of a thing, get an education, university, job placement, and, you know, that kind of a thing. But the girls um, who choose to go into this industry have, you know, a range from, uh, say, uh, what am I looking for? <laughs> like um, well, they come like from a medical, the- not necessarily a medical condition, but maybe they've scarred, they've been... Uh, their hand got burned in a fire, or so their they their body has been marked in some way. Um, they have a uh, you know a motorbike injury where they've hurt themselves, and for some reason that seems to make them into a category of undesirables. So there are from know, the local men uh, from yeah from from getting normal jobs and, and stuff like that. Uh, you can't. Um, have be disfigured and be considered like normal uh-huh. it's kind of a strange thing because it's well, I haven't seen disfigured girls work in the no uh, clubs there's a really good movie called Bangkok Girl take a look at okay. that it's right next to Bangkok Dangerous <laughs> uh, no, this was actually I, I thought it was going to be a, a, a 
documentary about some you know, horrible thing, but it was actually a very good documentary with a very sad ending. Mm. Um, so I do recommend that. But it talks about a girl bummed. in there who, who had a hand. She, there was probably other factors into why she worked at the bar. Right. But it is kind of true. You just don't see people who are disfigured, you know, packing your groceries, even though there's no reason why they can't. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, you'll have a lady boy pack your groceries now. I have seen that. Or working at the Seven Eleven. Uh, yes, and of which there is a Seven Eleven on every block in this country. It's really amazing. No, every half block. <laughs> <laughs> they have taken over. They do love the convenience store. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> it was nice to use a Seven Eleven as a, a marker when yeah, I first yeah, got yeah. over here. Hey, I'll meet you at Seven Eleven in Chuang, and there was only one. You know? <laughs> yeah. And now it's. I don't know. Probably just on the Chuang High Street alone. There's probably ten. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I brought you off the subject of yeah. it. So what is, okay. what is what is the government's line on this whole thing? Do they just kind of, they know that this Well, they, they used to be legal. Sex Prost- trade and- prostitution used to be legal here until the mm-hmm. U.S. government forced Thailand's government to say that it was illegal for moral purposes because of, you know, America's moral high ground, you know. Right, right, right. And how moral America is. So It's like us going to Mexico and having, you know, funding their... War on drugs because we can't stop doing drugs in, in America. I'll <laughs> oh, just legalize it. Oh yeah, oh. Exactly. right. <laughs> just cut it all out. The problem. Right. Uh, so how long ago was that? When the government? That was. I think that was around the Vietnam War time. Oh okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was. It was a while ago. Um, but when you've got also, you, you know, men coming back from a war. And they bring these stories, um, and and during wars, I mean, this is just one of those things that happen. You know, uh, yeah. soldiers are looking for their release, so which I, is much different than fighting in Afghanistan or a Muslim country where they they can't even get a beer. Well, I can't even remember a story before the Vietnam War where Thailand had that stigma of being a sex trade yeah. type of country. So, it, so I we kind of brought the market. Then you think like the war kind of brought the white guy market looking for this. See the white man and his immoralities that never. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we like I, I guess the war kind of brought guys here where they funded. That well, yeah, thing. I mean, when girls were getting a better life in the end, it might have not been in the most glamorous sort of line right. of work or anything like that, but they were actually improving their lives. And they were um, supporting families. Some of them ended up marrying soldiers. You right, know? Right, right. Uh, a good friend of mine's um, dad was in the war, come home, and man, we were pissed off at that kid all the time because he had the nicest long hair. <laughs> <laughs> when you're growing up, you're trying to grow long hair in the 80s. It was, uh, it was a bit uh, you know, troubling to see this little kid with this really gorgeous straight long hair. <laughs> So we just figured it was a rice diet, so we all tried that, but that didn't work either. <laughs> what you tell you, you had trouble growing hair? And, and yeah, well, we all, you know, you want to get long hair when you're when you were a kid. That was just the thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, he, he, you know, that his was a, a war. You know, if right, his right, father right. hadn't uh, been a, a vet, he wouldn't have been, you know, a serviceman. He wouldn't have been over here, and he wouldn't have never met him. And then, you know, Mike wouldn't be around. That's right. But if not, they, not Mike, you, Mike, my okay, other the other Mike. one, Mike with the fabulous hair. Yes. I'd kill for that hair right now. Those, um, but in the last few years, have there been any change? Or the last ten years? Oh, it's it's all overlooked. It's um, okay. They it's, just it's turn... like corruption here. I mean, but it, you, you it's still... just you, you know it happens. It's illegal technically on the books, right. but 
like even the anti-grafting department came out with a, a thing in the newspaper that says that they were going to stop taking bribes. But wait a minute, that's the department. You're the department of basically anti-bribe. Yeah. <laughs> and you're now announcing publicly that you're no longer okay. taking bribes. The anti-bribe task force will now stop taking bribes. Yes. So it's it's known. But it's accepted or it's overlooked, it's tolerated. I, I mean, you pick a word. I mean, there's... Yeah, but I think, I, I think where Thailand runs into that kind of trouble as opposed to, I don't know, some other countries where they go to... Well, sex tourism is all, it's all over. Any poor country, but you, know, you can find it. Really, but I, I think but it, the problem is the child image. Yeah, we don't that's want that kind of sex tourism. Yeah, there, there's a sex tourism where girls are of age. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they've made the decision to go into it. They aren't forced into it, and they're not underage. I mean, underage if it was in just any that, country is right, pretty right. much wrong. I mean, that's why when people come over here to do it, they're leaving the morals behind, and if they're coming over here to do it, they probably didn't have any morals to begin with. Yeah, you know. So to to come over here, maybe they're just they're just thinking, you know, um, they have no respect for the locals or the people in these yeah. other countries. So therefore, what they would never try to do back home, they feel it's their right to do whatever they want to do to be, right. you know, horrible. Um, but I can't. I don't know of anybody. That uh, well, that'll admit it. Right, right, right. <laughs> that would say that that's something that they would be be into. Um, you see a seventy-year-old man walking down the street with a twenty-five-year-old girl, and people think, "Oh, how horrible that is." But if you were seventy-five, no, it's, you, it's not going to be so. Horrible. Yeah, right, right, right. And the people who are saying this are in their thirties and forties and forget that one day they're going to be seventy-five too. Well, what do the locals say when they see that? They're they're taking care of their families. Um, so no, like well, let's say the local guys in town, and they see their women with these old old white guys. I mean, do they get, you know, what are you doing with that guy? And we know what you're doing with that guy, but we don't like it. Or do they just kind of like, well, she's got to do what she's got to do? Because no, in Cuba, I don't really see that happen. in Cuba, it seemed like I mean, they were just of the mind where they didn't. They, hey, these girls, if they can make it, God bless them. Well, that's they probably just the same to, kind of thing yeah. here. I mean, they do have it was business, you know. Silent it was just pimps, business, I suppose. Yeah, um, where they, you know, they do have a, a local boyfriend who kind of is is you know that role. Right, they right. They still right. work at the bar. Or they might work freelance. Um, there's, I mean, there's places where you can go, and you know, there's there's massage places, legitimate. There's not so legitimate. <laughs> yeah. um, there's bars that you can go in and play pool and the girl working at the counter would be offended if you walked up and said, hey, how much for you tonight? Mm -hmm. um, and then the bar right next to him, that's exactly what you go into that bar for. <laughs> right. So, you know, it, it's there's something for And how do I tell the difference? That's what I want to know. That is of age. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always... Could they put a, some sort of sign up? There's a city background um, in every country. Mm -hmm. And Thailand just has a more visible... Um, I, it just bothers me that they're more. Yeah, not, maybe it's not a visible reputation. It's just more of a perceived reputation. Right, but you know, I, I but I saw the same stuff when I went to Vietnam. I see, I saw it in Cuba. You know, but when you go to those countries, no one says, "Oh, huh, you're going to," oh, you know. But I saw the same shit. You and know, usually the girls who work in an industry like this, no matter what country they're from, they're not the girls who are educated. Right, right, right. You know, so they're either going to drain the economy by going on welfare because they just can't do anything or they're looking for handouts or they become mm -hmm. beggars or whatever. But in this way, they're actually supporting an industry that 
certain countries around the world, like Thailand, actually does need, even if it won't admit it. Right, right. Um, if the bars closed up and they can only play, you know, drink and, and have pool, they might not officially have prostitution out of there, but girls would just go freelance. <laughs> yeah. uh, then there would be, they, they, from my understanding, is they actually do test girls in the bars for AIDS and um, diseases, and if they get found, they lose their jobs, they get blacklisted, and those mm. are the girls that people end up finding on the street who aren't attached to some sort of establishment. Right. And the more girls who come off the street, the more <laughs> problems there are. Those are the ones who could slip you something, steal your wallet, because you have to go back to that street corner and look for them. Mm-hmm. And all they have to do is relocate for a week or two, and by then you're going to be gone. They can come back to their spot and take advantage of someone else. Right. Um, well, I guess a, a big difference is, like, uh, the Thai phenomenon you don't see in other countries is the ladyboy thing. And that is um, kind of unique to hear. I mean, this is how prevalent it is. I mean, and, and accept it or accept it. You know, these guys, I remember seeing, I was touring the palace in Bangkok, and there was a, a school of 15-year-olds, like, on a field trip. And there was already a couple of boys there wearing full makeup and, you know, as young teenagers. And they were just part of the gang, you know, part of the class. But it's just kind of, it's almost like there's a third sex or something they consider. That's exactly right. It's called the third gender. There's uh-huh. books written about it. They're even, but they have male parts. or they? Some do, some don't. Growing up? Well, growing up, I mean, obviously, you're even if you have sexual tendencies to someone else. Yeah. I mean, if you were born with a penis, yeah. you're... You've been born a man. Right, right, right. No matter what your brain is telling you how much you want to wear bras. But is this third sex physical or is it mental? No, it's... That's what I want. (laughs) It's it's a mental. Okay. But it can also... um, There's there's these... uh, The law basically says that on your driver's license or an ID card, you have to be what you are. Yeah, yeah. Whether male or female. But when they have a sex change and... That is very common over here because they're not that expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why a lot of people from around the world actually come to Thailand Mm -hmm. for medical holidays and changes and things like that for a variety of reasons. I'm not saying uh, I have an appointment tomorrow, but I'm not saying that's what it's like. You said you were in Bangkok for a while. (laughs) I have some dental work that I need. (laughs) Yes. So, but uh, these kids aren't... uh, or are they discriminated against, well, or they're not? Well, what happens is suddenly, it's not like in America where they get beat up and bullied and stuff. Is it? Well, I don't know. Does that happen so much anymore in the sure, states? Sure, sure. I mean, in the last ten years, I, I mean, it's gotten I, better. I just assumed people that are the aware states of it. Had just suddenly made this reversal. No, in the eighties, it still happens. You just couldn't come out and say that you no, were gay. No, never. But like uh, you know, people that you knew were who now have finally admitted it. It's yeah. just it just well, seems to be in so some, much more accepted so where that transition was made from when I left to now I mean I don't know yeah yeah but what I did it's better was, I mean it is better but I it's still it's still more of like a city in a small town thing you know you usually know, there you find the differences but you know bullying is you can get beat up for something little kids are just nasty to each other oh yeah they're horrible it, it, you know the, the poor kid was born with some sort of mm. defect and people make fun of him and this kid had no he's not Choosing to be right, one right, way or right. another, and kids are just horrible, and that person feels feels terrible. But so. you do see a kid like working behind the seven, working at the counter of the Seven Eleven, who's like full on, right? Who's full on? You know, he's got the makeup, the whole thing. He might be a man, might be a woman. Whereas that guy working in a, with the public in America would probably have a hard time. You know what I mean? He would. I, I would imagine. I think with, it would be a rougher changing. time now. Someone who is just 
flamboyantly gay in the states. I think that's pretty regular. I mean, they, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, a yeah, yeah. Person. But what the difference is, where you're, what you're talking about, is the fact that. But it's usually, no, he, they, he's a gay man. He's a, we we don't sit there and wonder, is that, that a guy wants so badly to be a girl? <laughs> right, right. That they're wearing women's clothes, makeup, but yeah. still carry their male uh-huh. parts. Yeah. Now, what is so common over here is that they do have. Mm-hmm. Female, uh, or yeah, um, men having it clipped and reversed and yeah. turning it into uh, female. Yeah, and I still, I do have that curiosity in the back of my mind. <laughs> I'm like, wouldn't you know? But yeah, I still, I still haven't, uh, you know, tried to see it. So I'm not sure if. Or maybe you have and didn't know. Well, then it must have been damn good. Yeah, maybe it's that good. (laughs) Maybe the doctor really does. They got to have it down to a real science and an art by here, you know. But you know, I I used to think that you could always tell when a man was a man. Yeah. And after living here for this amount of time, um, and they're so incorporated into your daily lives. They're the ones who serve the food. They're cooks. You know, they bag. You know, they're they're your checkout girl at the, the the grocery store. Right. Blow you. <laughs> Later on, you see him at the cabaret show, and then even further than that. I'm sorry, you know. that was. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> you know, they have the good, you know, doing honest work. My family might listen. Honest so. work. You know. <laughs> that was rude. Maybe I'll cut that out later. No, but no, I liked it. Okay, well, getting off that. Um, well, it still goes back to that, that they, by law, even after they've been clipped, though, mm-hmm. they have to remain on their, on their ID card um, as male or female. Mm-hmm. And they no longer have those parts anymore. So I think people might feel uncomfortable if some ladyboy walks in to their bathroom right. who can't stand in the stall next to him in the urinal actually has to go sit down and do right. the only way a female would know. I mean, they kind of made that switch around the corner, I think. And, <laughs> yeah. But there's a big thing here in, the, in Thailand that even though it's so accepted, they still have they're, – they're still – kind of um, uh, discriminated against uh-huh. by not allowing them to make a third gender fully or live as a woman state. Or and I'm not saying that it, uh, it needs to be done so they you know it, it confuses people because you know you kind of want to yeah, say yeah. Uh, if you're not sure you know and <laughs> that voice doesn't give it away the Adam's apple yeah. you know the big feet big the hands. perfectly straight back right yeah. um, if that's not a dead giveaway uh, maybe seeing an ID would be able to let you know what they are. Um, so there's this big debate going on that they're talking about having hmm. a third gender, and there's books. It's on the newspapers. It's it's um, it's a pretty healthy debate going on um, when it's not being overshadowed by all the other bullshit that's happening at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> at the moment, yeah. Last time I was here, I think I missed the. Uh, I was about a month after the air- airport got shut down. Remember the protesters? Yeah. Has the political climate improved at all? Well... There always seems to be a new prime minister every time I look in the news. Yeah, see, that's, that's, that's why it was a long pause after yeah. the while. Uh, this is one of those countries that just can't figure out who they want to lead them. Mm-hmm. And I can't say, oh, well, in the States, things are so much better because people... Reelected dumbass after he lied to him. <laughs> so there's, it's not like yeah, we people, really over, people over here politics. Can, can be so you know smart. But when one person comes in as a new government takes over, they negate everything from the former government just because they're not 
just just yeah. to be anti that that group. Like a network executive working. coming in and canceling my show uh, <laughs> after nine years to get yeah, a new so his, his new ideas uh, to put his stink on uh, whatever, which already got show. canceled. Probably, who knows? But um, yeah, and you talked about. I mean, corruption is always a big thing anywhere. Yeah, so and you're a business owner. Do you have to deal with? You know, we got to pay this guy. If I want to open a business, I got to pay rent to this guy. But then I got to. Who are you, the zoning man? Okay, here we go. There, that's one hard thing over here. Getting a business together, you just have to rely on your lawyer or the guy who's putting your business together to know right. what hoops you have to jump through because all their paperwork is done in Thai. Mm-hmm. Uh, all official documents are Thai. So take that, California, <laughs> you know, with your 56 different languages. Yeah, yeah. You know, I. Everything. Can you read Thai? Are you good at it? Or I can you? write my name in Thai. That's only for pronunciation purposes. When After people... ten years, you're, you can't. You don't. You don't read it. It's, it's a pretty tough one. It's not. It's not Roman script. Squiggly so this and squiggly yeah. that with a little accent there. Yeah. You know. It's. It's. I think we were talking before when I was in um, L.A. talking with mm-hmm. you, and uh, like one word with five different tones yeah. sounds like you're saying it exactly the same thing over five times <laughs> but you're in fact with the different tones saying five completely non-related words to the next oh. and I mean I know the word my M-A-I and the different tones that go with it but mm-hmm. see for even ten years of living here I'm still not sure which tone matches up to which word you know right. it's like my 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 oh, and it's like God. new wood no fire silk but not necessarily in that order um, but those are the words that Oh, the, the different. That's all. That, they mean all those things. Yeah, just by changing the the tone. Yeah, my stepdaughter's name is Mai. Uh huh. And Mai you mean is wood? Also, you mean wood? Your, your stepdaughter? No, it's silk. Oh, silk. Yeah. Okay. So exactly, which which one is it? <laughs> I I'm heard, not sure. I heard you say wood. Come on, the way you said it, I know all the tones. The only one and there's I, Chiang Mai up in the north. Um, and I not sure what that means, but uh, I don't live up there either. Yeah, and they're, but their accent's different than the southern one, uh, right? The dialects that they have in Thailand, there's basically five different ones, and the far north and the southern accents do sometimes not translate into an understandable right. language between the two. My mother-in-law came down here, and we were at the hospital when my son, um, yeah, it was my son was born, and... I came back to the hospital because I had to run off to work and looking for my wife and what room she went to and her mom was sitting right there waiting for me to come back and I'm like okay she comes up with me to the front desk and she starts talking to the nurse in Thai and the nurse looks at her looks at me and starts talking to me in Thai oh really <laughs> and basically my cow jai and that is I don't understand and so I did my best tie and finally figured out what room she was in and stuff. What but, part is your mother-in-law from? Uh, Kong Can. Is that way up north? Uh, it's kind of uh, northeast Thailand. And I can't say it's like right on the border, but <laughs> they do speak a, a Lao, a Laotian dialect okay. up there. So. so she's like the Boston lady going down to Arkansas asking for something, you know, and then uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it's but it's, it's the same even, language, even, but it it's isn't. even worse than that. Where or Scottish? Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, huh? It's, it's English, but it isn't. You know, huh? Yeah, throw throw a few beers in there, and then it gets oh, really sloppy. Oh boy, yeah. 
So your business, you marry people. It's destination weddings. Mm. I'm assuming most of them are probably Australian. Oh, yeah. For everything we've been talking about, it's probably not the best advertisement for coming get oh, married no, no, with no, me no. on the islands. <laughs> it's a lovely place for a wedding. We, we, we should have defined what I should have been talking about. You marry about. a nice lady boy, apparently. <laughs> I could have stuck with much more appropriate topics and subject <laughs> nah, That's my fault. That's my... I'm bringing it up, but... Uh, You're going to have to make a two-parter out of yeah, this. Yeah, so I'm helping your business here. I'm gonna, but you, uh, you marry... I'm, I'm assuming he's mostly Australians? Maybe? Australian, uh, they're the ones uh, who happen to come here the most, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, nothing for them, and, and probably, are a lot of them from Perth? Uh, it's, it's all over the place yeah, in yeah, Australia, yeah. but for them, uh, especially right now, with the global economy and the way things have gone, their, their dollar, the Australian dollar, strong. stayed pretty strong compared to a lot of other things. It was almost, I think it was one to one, it was one to one to ours, maybe. It was or even more, better. Powder, more powerful than ours at and that point. Never the Canadian happened. dollar Canadian beat was us. more powerful than the Which US has never dollar. been the case in my life, uh, I don't think. I remember trying to give a, somebody a Canadian yes. quarter or something like that. Get a loony, out of here. A loony and a toonie. What, what do you want that? Get out of here. I remember going when we go to Canada and, and it was great shopping. You know, you'd buy, you get a lot of deals and that's all done. That's all done. Yeah, if your money can go far out here, and, and when, you, when you actually think about being back home, even with the economy the way it is, the American dollar still gets you more out here for a wedding package. Oh, I'm sure. Compared to say back home. So even while when I first it's got so here, it's so much better food. It was, oh god, that, that's a whole other podcast there. Um, I, I would do it too. You know how I love the food here. Uh, I, the food is what keeps me here. Oh. Back in the days before I got into the weddings and I was still diving and stuff in '02, I went to um, the Philippines, and I'll tell you what, uh, the diving out there was absolutely phenomenal. I'm going there soon. But the food was not the equivalent. Oh, man, now you ruin it for me. I'll find out myself. But Yes, I, I'll leave it, it there. Because, because Thai is really one of my, if not the, my favorite cuisine. I love Chinese. And uh, all through Vietnam, the food, all through Southeast Asia, I love it. But it's probably my favorite region for food anywhere. And uh, so, yeah, leaving it is tough. When I come back on that plane here, that's all I can think about. What I was going to eat first. Oh, the, the food is is so phenomenal. I mean, expensive, you know. Well, I mean, unfortunately, maybe that's not even right. Um, I never ate Thai food until I came here the first time. Oh so God. that means that I didn't really. I didn't. Where in California were you well, coming from? When I since I've been here, I've eaten at um, three Thai restaurants when I went back to California, and I would never. I, I'm done. It ruined if, it for if, you. If anybody says that they want to take me to a Thai restaurant, I'm like in California, get out of here, <laughs> or anywhere in America, it's probably well. well fine. So I'll, what I'll tell them is fine. When do I pick you up from the airport? You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you want to take me to dinner? Yeah, <laughs> you're going to have to come out this way. Oh, um, because it, you know, a bowl of green curry. It looks like it, and it smells like it, but it no in way at all tastes like it. This is in America. This is in America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So by not experiencing that before I came out here, I didn't set myself up for anything. I got to jump into the right stuff. So your to first begin taste with. was the good stuff. So and now the you bar can't go has back. been set yeah. high, and so when I taste that stuff back home, I, no. I'm a lot. I tell you, for the first time here, I'm a lot. Did pickier. I say back home? Yeah, so, no, you still. This is it. It's after ten years. I should probably rephrase that. <laughs> now you married a Thai woman. Are you officially a citizen? How does that? No, work? no, 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 no citizenship. Uh, you have I, dual I'm a, I'm citizenship. A, my kids do. Okay. Um, but how does that work? You're... No, I've, owned, I've opened up a business. So before we got married, the business was open. So I had a working visa and, and a, a work permit through that. Okay. And then once I got married, 
um, I didn't really notice anything. My taxes didn't change. Um, I still have to do... You have to renew it? Uh, renew your visa? Once a year, yeah. Once a year? But you don't... Did you do those border runs where you had to go and yeah, go back, to Cambodia and stuff? Back to, in the day, yeah. They, they got rid of that then? No, I decided I was going to pay a little bit more to cut that out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, when I was first here, you know, working out on a dive boat, uh-huh. um, you're pretty much single. You're that sounds awful. You didn't meet any uh, backpacker you know, you're, girls. You're standing out there, you know, half wetsuit with a nice tan and, uh-huh. and everything like that. It was uh, that was that was good fun. And then you know, somebody's like, uh, "All right, well, I'm going on a visa run. Hey, we should all, you know, your visas due, your visas due." And then like four of you climb into a minibus. And you do a border bounce, and you're down, and you're back to Samui in the same day. So you've gone to either Malaysia or to Burma or Myanmar, as it is now. Yeah. And you uh, you take the ferry off the island. takes an hour and a half. Um, if you go down to Malaysia, I think it's like six-hour drive. Yeah. And then, There's also a train, I think. That can't be right. Because I remember getting back. Um, we left at the 5 o'clock ferry, and... Driving down to the Malaysian border, doing the walk across the border, stamp, stamp, back in, um, a whole new, you know, little. They gotta be. Days yeah, I mean, they gotta know what you're doing, right? I mean, they all. Just oh, it's order. a business here. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a border bounces uh, are <laughs> border common. bounce. And <clears throat> for why they make people spend their money doing that instead of just letting them stay here for a year or two just keep or, paying and, and yeah. pay their, you know. Uh, a, a, what do you call it? An extension or something right, right, like right. that. I mean, I went home one time in 2003, and it was 500 baht for an extension. And I came back, um, was it four months later, and that was the last time I spent any significant time in the States. But when I came <laughs> back, it suddenly went up to 1,900 baht. And you had more difficulties getting it. <laughs> and so that didn't make any sense. And there's a lot of things over here that don't make sense, so I just kind of... You don't even try to right. make sense of it. I piss a lot of people off by being from California. I mean, we... Well, you piss me off. Right. No, <laughs> That's just, just generally my nature. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, um, when I you do? show up in the mornings at 6 o'clock in the morning and start loading the dive boats, and I'm all cheerful and smiling and stuff, and people, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, I mean, how could you be smiling? What, do you, what the hell's to smile about at this time? Dude, I live... On a, yeah. a, a tropical <laughs> island, I'm teaching scuba diving to foreigners from around the world. I don't have to pay for these boat trips. I get to be underwater all day and hang out. Right, like right, this. right. Why, why aren't you smiling? <laughs> but it was basically um, most of the people from around the world that I worked with seemed to only smile on special occasion. Yeah, their yeah. life just wasn't something normal to smile about. Mm-hmm. I mean. I might have also thought about the fact that um, I had gotten divorced and moved to the other side of the world, and I was as far away from my ex-wife as I could possibly get. And <laughs> so that, you were Mr. That Happy. That was for a smile right there. <laughs> you were uh, whistling a tune everywhere you went. Man, it was, uh, that was a great. <laughs> yeah, but I, I remember I was talking to speaking Thank, of diving. Excuse me. I must put a shout-out. Thank you, Jennifer. If it wasn't for you, my life wouldn't be so great right now. <laughs> I was on a dive boat in... Um, in Vietnam and, and they were saying about the only problem was it's like again countries that did, we're seeing a lot with the Chinese are starting to get around too they don't really re- on the it, dive boat? no 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 just like traveling you <laughs> know first they gotta learn how to swim right 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 but just a closed thing finally getting out into the world not really respectful of like the environment mm. and 
And uh, the girl from the dive boat, the dive master, was just saying, you know, you know, she had to keep an eye. And you could tell these Russians like 800 times, don't touch the coral. Don't, you're killing it if you don't. And they'll just put their gloves on and just snap off big pieces of it. And that's the kind of stuff that, do you find them either worse or better with the, like, we had the sex stigma. tourism, the sex tourism too? Oh, yeah. I mean, are they... I mean, besides bringing the uh, Russian-Ukraine girls now and have the uh, yes, that was that one show club. downtown. There's that one club stuff? we saw. It's all like every bar, Asian girls, Asian girls, Asian girls, Asian And then that one club, it's like these six-foot-tall blonde women dancing in the window. It's like, okay, found the Russian place. Yeah, it's, um, yeah there's definitely, <laughs> there's definitely a, a invasion here on the island. No, but when we were dive instructors and taking them out on the boat, when they were like in a large group, they they were in their own yeah. world, and luckily I only did small groups, so I had like one or two with me. And when right, I right. had them that way, I was very clear with them, and I had pretty well behaved oh, you know, dive students and and um, divers. I was out you know showing around, but when you get people in groups, they they don't just they're not there to pay attention they're there to have an experience with each other yeah and it just so happens that somebody else is supposed to be showing them what to do for their mm-hmm. life and safety um, and it's also rather they don't and I see this from other not just Russians but if you come from a really homogenous country you know they are all white country so when you grow up without a Chinese lot of the Chinese as well. Uh, well no 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 the Russians when you're down into Mongolia uh, and on, on the border of Mongolia yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, what's that, Siberia, mm-hmm. right there, they are very Asian looking. Yeah, yeah, but they don't, they're they, not the ones traveling. I mean, no, I, I met them here, and that's what. Oh, really? Out. Yeah, they walked in, and I'm thinking, oh, definitely Chinese and fluent, full on yeah. Russian come out, and <laughs> that was just one of those things that <laughs> look yeah, around looking that. for. Yeah, you <laughs> right, Where's the camera? <laughs> But, you know, anybody from a... Unfortunately, if you come from, like, a pretty homogenous place with not a lot of diversity, they're not really skilled in dealing with other cultures or respectful, you know, which is sad. I mean, you forget when we come from a pretty diverse country, you know? Really, and we've we've kind of embraced it to for the most part. But even like, Lately, Aust- anyway. Yeah, but Australia... <laughs> well, yeah, we had a couple hundred bad years there. <laughs> But you know what I mean? We're, we're far ahead when you realize, like even people from Australia. I've had more people from Australia. I've met them on trips. It happened twice this trip. Uh, they said, oh, yeah, we were in America once. So we, this couple said they went to uh, Anaheim. You know, they were doing a whole trip up the east, uh, West Coast. And uh, we went out to the store. We walked away from the hotel. And uh, we were the only English-speaking people there in this whole 7-Eleven. I'm like, yeah, you're in a, Sounds like you're in a Mexican neighborhood. Yeah, yeah what, <laughs> Like to us, it's not like, okay, you're in a... Or we were the only white people there and everybody else was black in the whole airport. I couldn't believe we landed in Atlanta and all the everybody working there, there wasn't a white person working. And I realized just in Australia, that is a weird thing. You know, you don't... It's a pretty white country other than the, you know, the natives and there's not many of them and they're only more in the center in the north. And they're, it's a pretty white place. So when they were like, well, yeah, we were the only white people there. I was like, really? That was well, maybe shocking America to you? America just seems to be the melting pot. So it everywhere is. you go, 
when you like um, take this mental photo shot of you know, what you see, there should be like sixteen different you know yes. races and nationalities and cultures in that one mix. You know, but we still have your different areas. I mean, here in in um, Bang- well, here uh, in Bangkok, there's Chinatown, and you go down yeah. there. And there, it's not just Thai signs. I mean, it's Chinese signs right, and right, stuff right. over there, and that's where they all, you know, have their their markets and cheap yes. you know, imports. But they all are like the that. same race, technically. Right. You know, there's not like a, a black neighborhood, really. Well, you <laughs> don't really even get all these Chinese selling their goods outside of this area. You don't go into, um, you know, one of the markets um, and see a sign in Chinese. Everything at that point out of the Chinese uh, Chinatown is Thai. Right. Well, it's odd that the... Uh, and, and very bad English. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. they do have a translated sign. <laughs> well, it's odd that now with, you know, Russians getting out more and buying up businesses and stuff, have you seen... I'm surprised the Chinese haven't come in and maybe bought up some resorts and stuff. Oh, they like have. That. Oh, they have. Oh, okay. yeah, definitely. Um, but they're just not as visual. They're, uh, I've never sat around... Well, they're smaller. You can't see them. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I apologize again. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. You just can't see them. They're, they're just, you know, they just blend in. Well, out of all of the, you know, when I say getting a group of people together, I don't really remember a group of, like, Chinese, and I'm sitting there trying to eat dinner thinking, God, they're annoying. I wish they'd hold it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, there's... I don't see that much of them on the road. Not yeah, like, groups of them. You see... Couples, or or um, like a double a of, date yeah, over a in another country. Of, so right. you see them walking down the road, and there's only four of them, or only two of them. You don't see them in like a group of sixteen making right. that commotion. Well, you still see. A, I mean, lots of Japanese and uh, Koreans, but they're, they're definitely not as loud as the Westerners. No, 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 they're not. Not at all. No, we're loud. They people. learn to speak under their breath. Quite right, well, right, though. right. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's wrap this up. What did we forget? Anything? Uh, we covered a lot. A lot. Think, we covered a lot, but I don't think we actually... We've insulted many races. <laughs> Sidetracked <laughs> yeah. from every single topic we started out on. Um, so, yeah, if you want to um, grab a ticket in a couple okay. months and come back so we can finish this up properly. Oh, finally, what do you tell people back in... Like, you have a sister who I met, and you can't get... She hasn't come out yet. In 10 years. And what? how do you tell people back home? It's like, look, come on, come visit, please. You know, just... You what mean, what do you get Americans to travel? I know. Why is that hard? Hey, I've been trying for years <laughs> to convince people. But I mean, what are they afraid of and what are their misconceptions or what do you find is the biggest excuse? Time and money? Fear? Um, I mean, nobody admits to being nervous or scared to coming yeah. out here. It's usually um, distance. Oh, I don't want to sit on an airplane for that long. Yeah. But what are they uh, and this is, I'll use my grandma because she's the one that uses that excuse most often. Um, the rest of my family, they're my family, so I don't want to completely diss them. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my checklist? <laughs> no, um, they're, they're the typical Americans. If you yeah. want to go to a tropical island, you go to Hawaii. Yeah. If you want to go to... And plus, they only have like a week of vacation anyway. You can't come out here and turn around in three days. You know? Especially when it's a 17-hour flight or, or you're yeah, losing you on, a couple weeks. on your way from here back to California. No, no, from, uh, from L.A. to Thailand, you lose a day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just no, but it's really... I mean, I've hardly... I've been in Southeast Asia for a little over a month. I've met very few Americans. 
on the road. I mean, a lot of Aussies, a lot of Europeans. Lot, we don't. No, and, and, uh, and Vietnam, I met like to, two. No, it's not encouraged. My French teacher is the only person that ever encouraged us to travel, and that's because she thought we should all go and move to France. Of course. You know, Paris was... Because she couldn't teach you the language. It was like... <laughs> Yeah. Just go there and live, because I'm done trying to pound it into your thick heads. Yeah, and that was the... It was never, from a young age, taught to be... They say that, you know, they they want you to be, you know, worldly, universal and worldly yeah. and, and accept all these different races, but... No, I had to figure it out. But they tell you this. They don't teach you how to actually make it happen or mm-hmm. encourage you to go to places to allow you to to experience that, I was really lucky. Things like I grew gap up, year and stuff like that. And well, I, I grew up two miles from Disneyland. Yeah, Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> and we went there, and there wasn't one English speaking person. Yeah, on, on that one side of the state college, there definitely was a few English speaking people. On the other side, I know where those that yeah. those Australians had gone. Me. <laughs> no, it was. Um, it was. I don't know what the hell are we talking about. No, I mean it was, it's not encouraged, and uh, you know, certainly well, you're close to Australia here. You see so many of them when they leave, they leave. But I for thought it was year. international because of Disneyland. All these people from around the world yeah, yeah, yeah. came over to Disneyland, so I thought I was really cultured. Right, right, you know? right, right, right. <laughs> so, coupled that with um, going and, and being a uh, deadhead and following the Grateful Dead around mm-hmm. for like you know five years, that that turned me more into a what I consider a, a very open, um, accepted, uh, yeah, different right. cultures from different people um, that you don't, you're not the same as everybody else and you have to, you may not agree with the way that certain people live or the choices that they make, but your choice in life isn't everybody else's choice. Yeah, there are a lot of different ways to live. And getting a chance to then suddenly come out but taking that philosophy with me, I kind of felt really comfortable right away. Um, I mean, when I went through Egypt, we had these young kids. This was back when it was a lot safer. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-revolution. This was, this was, yeah, this was in 01. And I get there, and there's these young, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids standing there guarding things um, with, you know, these Kalashnikovs. And yeah. you look at them, and they smile back at you. And I very distinctly remember when I got back off the plane, and this was all pre-9-11. Mm-hmm. So this was my first time back. I must have arrived maybe it was the April sometime of 01. And coming back through uh, LAX, I felt so uncomfortable and cold and oppressed. I went through this gauntlet of LAPD, and they were just absolutely massive. Muscles bulging out <laughs> yeah. everywhere. I mean, that was the girls. Hello. Then, then you get to the Hello. guys, and um, you know, and they're just no smiles, no, you know, and there's yeah. like dogs standing there, and you feel like, what country did I just? <laughs> I, I just went through Egypt, this Middle Eastern yeah. Arab place that doesn't have stability the way America is considered to have it, um, and pre nine eleven, so people weren't you know stupidly freaked out about the smallest. Little things. Well, actually, it did have stability for thirty years, but it was it was repressed stability. Yeah. One well, thing one one thing dictators tend to do for twenty years is make things stable. In they scare the hell. They kill a lot of people to do that. But, but in two thousand and seven, this German tour bus when it was at I think it was Hapshetz's temple or something yeah. like that. There was a bunch of them were massacred. Um, a bunch of rebels or whatever you want to call them, terrorists to some, mm-hmm. rebels to another. Freedom fighters right. to someone else and dad to, you know, I'm sure plenty of kids. 
you know, opened fire on this German tour bus and killed loads of people in 2007. And I went four years later, and they were still recovering from that. Yeah. So that's why guards were all over the place, and um, it wasn't like it, anything like it is now with the uh, the the upheaval of Mubarak and yeah, now the yeah. military rule and now they're trying to get them out and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't it wasn't like that. But these kids were still smiling at you and they had grown up in a they didn't grow up in like these public schools where, you know, you get the freedom to take your sixth period off or yeah. do, do <laughs> yeah. you know, do you want to go play football or what curricular you know, do you want to play an instrument? What extracurricular activity do you want to do? And, you know, these kids are out yeah. there, you know, Kicking playing, a rock. kick the can and, and yeah. you know, eating their their street food. And this is how they've, they've lived for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. they, they smile at you. Yeah. So I get back to California and these people are just so horribly mean looking like they're miserable. And <laughs> it was very clear, just paradigm shift. People in America, if they don't get out, will be a racist, biased uneducated you know country and people at a young age have got to start encouraging their children that when you get a chance as soon as you can travel do so um, get out there don't just travel across you know highway you know route 66 right. and go to Florida and Alaska and you know <laughs> places where you know it, it's almost mm-hmm. like home yeah, yeah. You've got to really get out there and and stretch yourself and put yourself into places that, I mean, I went from Thailand into Egypt where it was the most hospitable country where these people were just fantastic mm. to Egypt where you had no personal space. As soon as you stepped off a, t- yeah, a yeah, bus yeah. going somewhere, taxi drivers were literally pulling on your shirt yeah. and trying to drag you into their taxis because it's that desperate to get mm-hmm. your business. Um, and... You know, from for our standpoint, that's the last person you want to give your yeah, business. Exactly, get, get, get exactly. the hell off of me. Hey, stuff. but I've been walking through these markets, uh, you know, all through Asia. But to not a- be prepared for that, you had to. You could have done a Western thing. Somebody touches you. Hey, man, don't you fucking touch me. Right. This, you know, get your hands off me. Yeah. But you can't do that over there because this is just part of their culture. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. They didn't grow up with personal space. Yeah, right. You know, it was... It was. Uh, of the guys who'd stand right behind you in line. And I mean, right behind you. If they stand in line at all. You know, yeah, exactly. What, is, what's this, what are these line. stupid people waiting for? The counter's up there. Everybody would buffalo themselves <laughs> yeah. up there. Well, all right, we're going to wrap this up. I think uh, I'm glad we finally got a chance to talk. Thanks for hanging out with me. Sure, I'm not sure this podcast is going to work either. They're never you don't conclu- think so? It never concludes. <laughs> I know. It's, I tried to wrap it up 15 times. But, uh, no, it's been great. Thank you so much. And No, it's, uh, it, it's been great to see you. Yeah, and it's been I awesome. I appreciate you taking the, the chance to pop down my It only life. took me a few thousand miles to yeah. get here and, and redo this. What, about 1,500 bucks? So. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't expect to be seeing a bill. No. Oh, you'll get one. Yeah. One's coming. Uh, I'll take dinner, though. Whatever. Yeah, so, next time you come down here, uh, oh, my magazine, it's up and running now. So oh, that's next time called... You come to, oh, that's uh, Samui Bride and Honeymoon. Oh, there we so go. So check it out at samuibride.com. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, Carter, P.M. Carter, your full name, P.M. Carter. Yeah, that's right. That's all you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, everybody. Thanks. Say goodbye. Ciao. Ciao.